And welcome to today's program. Well, whether or not you're a baby boomer or a millennial, it doesn't seem to matter in most families because a common concern is always about money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Welcome to Talk Money. Well, today we're going to be talking about investment strategies because so many people have gotten caught up in kind of the noise of all the discount brokers and and kind of that mental mindset of a free brokerage account. And all of a sudden, you've never been an investor before, but you've got on Facebook and you listen to Twitter and you've got all over the everybody's talking about it. You can go just one after another. And you are now a very good investor. Well, it doesn't, some people it does work that way, and I get that. But most of the time, we have to spend a lot of time making some success stories out of it. But also, most of us have to have some mistakes. And that those mistakes is where we learn from. And I think a lot of learning has got to go on in order to get good at this. Now, here's the thought for you. Here's what I want you to think about. We're going to talk about some very specific strategies That if you just look at these strategies, then whether it's on a discount brokerage or with a professional, it doesn't matter. You've got a strategic plan to think through your investment for the long term. So let me introduce you to my guest. He is a frequent guest. Very, very important because he's one of those guys that explains it to us extremely well and does a great job. And I appreciate him being with us. Scott Jordan, certified financial planner. Welcome to the program. Great to be here, Jim. Let me tell you something, Guy. This is a really important subject we're talking about today because so many times, as we've talked about this, it's been the person that, you know, maybe, you know, I don't want to pick on anybody. I don't want to say anything. (laughs) But my point is they have not been investors, but they got caught up in the noise. Yep. Whether it be a particular stock that the professionals, the, you know, were saying uh, that's a loser, and all of a sudden it's now a winner, and you got all that going on. We, you know what I'm talking about, yes. GameStop and all that kind of stuff. It's public news. The reality is a lot of people made money, and everybody knows about that, and there are a lot of people didn't make money, and nobody knows about that. Right. And what I want to talk about is how do we teach people, go through this process of understanding a strategy for a long time. So here's the thought for you. Sometimes we were making investments. You have to look at an investment that you're making either to provide income, you know, yield you some income for right now, current income, or you're making an investment for something of a future date. You're out there. You're, you know, you've got to have a reason for doing it. Now, a lot of people get the thrill out of it. And actually, I've heard this word talked about recently. Well, it's okay because I am doing this instead of going to the casinos. <laughs> now, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. There's, that is okay. But my money, if I'm going to be invested, I have to, have to decide, am I investing this today for income or am I investing this for something out in the future that I want to take care of by doing a solid investment strategy? Help us start with what you consider to be the first thing they have to look at. Well, I, I, first I wanted to say, I, you know, I was, I was listening to what you're saying, and it kind of goes with this cultural perspective that kind of starts to brew up from time to time 
of this get rich quick mentality. You know, it's I'm going to invest in stuff because I want to get rich quick. Kind of time is my enemy. I want it now, short term. I want to spend and consume all my money first and worry about investing later. And it really is that mentality that time is an enemy. I want it now. The market's always going to work out. Investments are always going to go up. And you start to see that that kind of bubble up to the surface. And, and that goes really counter to what we see successful long-term investors do, which is to really focus on that long-term perspective, invest from a strategy, from, from a why. We talk about the why a lot, and those really – they really fall into six broad categories. You know, I'm investing for financial independence or retirement. Uh, maybe I have some charitable giving goals. I want to get free from debt. Maybe there's a lifestyle desire, you know, second home, vacation home, uh, something of that nature. Or maybe I need to help uh, educate kids or take care of aging parents or possibly start a new business. So you kind of have those six broad categories that that why falls in. Those can all be quantified so we can put a number on that goal so that we know when the finish line is there and we know how much is enough for what we're investing for. And I always encourage people when they're investing from a long-term perspective like that to really focus on that strategy and invest for a reason and that will keep you invested, keep you focused on what you're trying to accomplish and not get caught up in some of these, you know, I hate to use the word get rich quick scheme, but that's kind of what it is. It's, is uh, I want, I don't, I want to, I want to skirt the system and I want to just get rich today. And that is exactly what we're talking about. Now we're not saying that anybody is wrong. If you're making, if you're playing the game, you're learning. The reality is I think Scott, that I appreciate what you're saying is have a strategy, know the finish line. Yep. Now going through this process of, you know, get rich quick as you use, that can be uh, sometimes gratifying. It can be. But sometimes devastating, Short especially yeah. when I've watched people do some things that were not, they were not thinking through the process and they were not thought through, as I put it, let me put it that way. And as a result, they lose their house or, right. or you know, it, it creates all kind of stress. As I said in the startup, when we think about it, the introduction, the whole idea is, whether it's a millennial or a baby boomer, some of the biggest concerns in families is about money. Sure. So you're talking about having a long-term strategy, a finish line, right. how you get there. Now, that's my question for you now. What's the strategy to get there? Well, I think, you know, once you determine and really kind of clarify those goals, clarify that why, why are we investing, what are we trying to accomplish, you know, whether it's retirement or educating kids, whatever that reason is, and putting a number on that and quantifying it, then it's kind of sitting down and figuring out where are we right now in, in comparison to where we want to be. <clears throat> you know, one of the first things we do for our clients is, is start to develop that balance sheet. We look at, you know, what are my assets? What, what do I own? And, and what do I owe? What are my liabilities? And, you know, the, the accounting formula there is I take my assets, I subtract my liabilities, and that's my net worth. Uh, now, my net worth, really, when you think about it, that is a, a quantified, a numerical representation of everything I've been able to hang on to for my life's work so far. So that's that number. That's those assets. That's that, 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 numero, that number that can be available to help accomplish some of those long-term goals. So that's just a snapshot, hey, where we are now. And then it's really starting to dive down a little deeper and focus in on that cash flow. And I think that's the step that a lot of people overlook is, is looking at cash flow. I, I say it all the time, cash flow allocation will trump allocation, trump asset allocation 10 times out of 10. You know, where, where, what I'm doing with that money, am I spending less than I earn? Am I looking at where that money's going? 
And that will trump the asset allocation or that hitting that home run on the investments 10 times out of 10. And that is the issue, I think, that I want our listeners to get today. They're, I, we're not criticizing anybody. Absolutely not. You should be doing this or shouldn't be doing this. That's the point. But we're saying if you're going to get into the investment mindset, into you're going to be an investor, whether it's your 401k or, as you said, some of those things, whether you're looking at a bigger giving program, a vacation home, college education for the kids, the reality is you're thinking through the idea. You're building a strategy. Now, I can't imagine very many people that were investing in GameStop doing a balance sheet and getting their cash flow statement before they did it. No, and, and, you know, you bring up a good point, and there's a time for those types of investments, but I think I think there's a hierarchy, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I think the first thing you have to determine when you're looking at that cash flow is, do I have money to invest? Have I taken care of everything? You know, I, I look at my income, I look at the outflow, and is there extra there? Is there a cash flow margin. And once you determine that, you can determine what I want to do with that cash flow margin. But step one is figuring out, is there a cash flow margin there? You know, we sit down with clients a lot of times and, and start looking at things and they're really spending more than they're earning. So they're they're either relying on debt or, or you know, charging things on credit cards to meet those lifestyle expenses and they're spending more than they earn. So it's finding out, is there extra there to invest? That's the key right there. Well, if you just tuned in, my guest, Scott Jordan, we're talking about fundamentals, investment strategies. When we come back, we're going to find out for whether it's short term or long term, but basically short term, there's only four things that you can really do with your money. You do not want to miss this second part of the program. Stay with us. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securion Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securion Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securion Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money on KWAM, the mighty 990. Thanks for joining us this morning. And I just want to share with you, we're talking with Scott Jordan. And really what we're talking about is, and Scott, you did a great job because I really think this idea of get rich quick. We're talking about long-term strategies, figuring out an investment plan. And I think it's important that people understand that that doesn't just happen overnight. You have to figure out some ways and some thoughts. And I think for people, there's been a lot of questions that we've gotten. Do we think the market's going to crash? So we put out a PDF. And I want to mention this PDF to you because you can go to our Shoemaker Financial Facebook page, search for the document. It's called Don't Panic. And literally, it's talking about some of these strategies that we're discussing. Part of this is coming from a book written by Ron Blue that we think is very important for you to read. But the reality is it's about the the PDF, Don't Panic. It's going to be available to you. It's on our Shoemaker Financial Facebook page. Just download it and print it out. We think you should get it. Uh, Don't Panic is the name of it. It's there, and uh, please read it. Now, Scott, you and I covered 
You talked about long-term strategies. You mm-hmm. talked about there's five things, long-term investments, five things, financial independence, that's retirement, being able to retire and live a comfortable lifestyle, giving, charitable giving, freedom from debt. That was so important. But also lifestyle desires, whether that's vacations. We have friends of ours that literally, I, I, I didn't know this until we were out walking one day in the snow, and they said, well, we're going to leave next week going on our second, already second cruise for the year. They have seven cruises lined up. They like to cruise. That's their lifestyle that they wanted to do. And that's what you're talking about. That's one of the needs, family needs, educating your children, taking care of an elderly parent, and then, of course, just maybe you might want to start a new business. I just talked to someone yesterday. Uh, he actually called and said, I need to have a conference call with you. And I said, okay, fine. And he said, I'm, I'm doing a webcam. And I said, okay, what are, you, what are you doing? He said, I'm learning how to run a computer and do something to do with sewing. And, he, and, I, and I said, are you kidding me? He said, no, it's my second business. He, he's retired, right, right. and he and his wife have gotten into this, and he, he was learning all about it. He said, I didn't realize there was a big need. So that's what you're talking about. When you're investing, that's a long-term strategy, and I so much appreciate that. So give us number four or number three. When you think about it, short-term is also a big issue. Yeah, we were talking before the break about the importance of really figuring out how much money you do have to invest, how much is left after you meet all your obligations. And when you think about it in the short term, there's really only five things you can do with money, really four, but I break it into five. So it's, you know, live, lifestyle, give money away to either charitable or other gifts you're giving. Uh, You're going to owe taxes. You're going to owe debt. And grow is the last one. So live, give, oh, oh, grow. Those are really the five things that we can do with our money in the short term. And they always compete. Can you you say that five times fast? I may can. Live, (laughs) give, oh, oh, grow. (laughs) So, again, those are the five uses. And it's pretty easy to sit down and figure out what percentage of your income is going to those five uses. And then you can make adjustments to help meet some of those long-term goals if you find some of those areas out of whack. But... Uh, really, it's. I think that's an often overlooked thing from people in planning is really diving into that cash flow and figuring out where that money's going and where would we like it to go in order to meet our long-term goals. All right. Once you've done that, now you have a cash flow margin. A margin. Okay. You have extra. Surplus. That's, you've got a yep. surplus. Yep. Now, again, we're not talking about get rich quick. No. We're not talking about Bitcoin. We're not talking about you know, Robin Hood or all these these type of investments. And, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying we're talking about the person who spends a lifetime and then at that point in time they put money into their 401k, money into an investment account, money into a savings account, and all of a sudden they said, okay, did I do did I do well? Did I finish well? Right. And you've given us some very guidelines. What's the last part that they should know as far as investment strategy? So I think there's really kind of uh, some steps that need to be taken when you start thinking about what we're going to do with that margin or what we're going to do with that extra money. And I think step one, you know, we know of, of a famous radio host that beats this one to death, but eliminate all high interest and short term. Now, wait a minute. You're saying that I can't when I get my margin, I can't go invest it. You well, I think you can, but this, this is just principles and guidelines to live right, by. Okay. But I think that step one, if we have high interest or short-term debt, we need to attack that first. Pay off yeah. the debt. That kind of, when you think about it, gives you a guaranteed rate of return. If you're paying, you know, ten to fifteen percent in interest on 
credit cards or high interest car loans or whatever it is, and you turn around and pay that off, you're essentially saving that 10 to 15 percent. I think it's okay to mention Dave Ramsey. I've known Dave Ramsey for 40 years. Dave has basically built an empire on preaching, get out of debt. I think it's wise advice. That's that's wise advice advice because it's literally shackles a person from doing anything else. It does. It so does. great point. So, number one, get out of debt. Number one, get out of debt. Number two, let's build some liquidity. Let's put about three to six months of expenses into a short-term money market savings type account. Again, we're not trying to get rate of return on this. This is not, you know, we're not looking to make a lot of money on this. This is just that liquidity we need to meet those unexpected expenses, emergencies. And then the third one I would say is save for major purchases. Now, I mean, let me say this before I move on. The first two I think you should do sequentially. I think those need to be attacked first. These next ones can kind of be uh, done concurrently, but um, the next one is safe for major purchases. We have something major coming up, house down payment, buy an automobile, whatever that major purchase may be. Let's start putting some money back for that. And then we want to diversify to meet long-term goals. Now, that goes back to those you know, financial independence, charitable goals, giving, uh, educate kids. We want to put together a diversified portfolio that gives us a high probability of meeting those long-term goals. That's step four. And only after that do we really look at some of these more risky, high-risk investments like concentrated stock positions, real estate. Now, that's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. I just think that's a general guideline for we're looking at really when to invest. Let's take care of everything in the right order. Let's get rid of that debt. Let's build some liquidity. Then we can start investing for those long-term goals. And then after that, if there's some more of those high-risk opportunities that come along. Well, you know, you've covered a lot. We've got a a PDF that you can go and look on it. Go to our Shoemaker Financial Facebook page. The PDF's titled Don't Panic. It's got a lot of what we've talked about today on the program with Scott, and it's, it covers this ma- type of material. I think, Scott, what I want to leave the audience with, what you're telling us, there's no such thing as get rich quick. You might once. You can, it, what you win, you can lose. You know, Jim, this is fundamental. Absolutely. And, and in all my years of advising people about money, I have not met one person that has built their wealth by getting outsized investment returns. Not one. Now, I've seen, you know, I've met a lot of people that have preserved and grown their wealth by investing and compounding over time, but I don't have one client and haven't met one that said they got wealthy by making, you know, outsized investment returns. It's just... The flip okay, side we ought of to that, get a call. Somebody ought to call and say they did that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm, obviously, there are some out there. I'm just sure. saying it's a rare occurrence. The flip side of that is I have seen people lose everything by chasing after aggressive investment returns. No I question. have seen that. So. You know, in, in my years, if it were common for people to get wealthy with outsized returns, you would think I would meet more of them on a, on a more regular basis. And I think that's so critical. A lot of the material that you've talked about today comes from the Ron Blue book. And I yes. love Ron. He and I work together on a lot of things called Master Your Money. Just yeah, so people great know book. That. Yep. Great book to read. Yep. Well done. Thank you, sir. I think we've given them a lot of information. And coming up after the break, we are going to dive in. And Shannon, why don't you just tell our audience, what are we going to talk about when you come back? Live, give, oh, oh, grow. No, not that. We're, we're, we're going to talk <laughs> that, about the... That would have been a good subject. <laughs> Did I get that Did right, Did you say Scott? that five that was times? Good. That yeah, was good. I think, I think I got it. I know we're going to talk about the, uh, the new uh, executive order, uh, how that affects people with health care. Uh, are you allowed to make changes? Why you would want to make changes? Uh, and just kind of get into what we're going to, how how and why you would want to make a change. And that is health, important for a lot of people. Absolutely. They're going through that struggle. What is the issues that you're facing? Just, just going online sometimes can be difficult, 
and intimidating. And coming up at the last part of the program, Nancy Butcher from the Better Business Bureau. She's going to tell us about scams that are going on in this city as we speak. You don't want to miss it. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed will be worth more or less than when originally invested. Neither asset allocation or diversification guarantee against loss. They are methods used to manage risk. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest is Shannon Dyson. We're talking about money, but we're going to talk about something that might play an important part to any investment decision that you may be making. And that is the fact that President Biden signed an executive order beginning February the 15th and ending May the 15th that you have the right, the privilege, actually the encouragement that if you need to re-enroll into a government plan, you can do that. Or enroll, whether you're re-enrolling or enrolling or rolling or whatever. whatever Changing. Whatever. First time, second time. It doesn't, doesn't make any matter. difference. So yep. now, I got a question for you. There, that's a good thing for some people. But let me ask you, is that not confusing for some? It is. The, the, the process started 10 years ago. Right. The healthcare.gov marketplace. Uh, and when it started, there was a one-time-per-year enrollment period that's always at the end of the year. It goes somewhere from uh, in October. It's changed over time through December the 15th, typically. And that's the one time of year that you can enroll uh, unless you lose your job throughout the year or you lose other coverage. Which, by the way, that's always been the case. Always been the case. If you lost your job, Absolutely. you could enroll. Yes. That was a defining event. Yes, correct. So that's qualifying nothing event. new. Nothing qualifying new. Event. Correct, yes. So that's nothing new. We've always been able to do that. Um, with uh, the last year, with, with COVID and everything that has been going on in the marketplace, with a lot of uh, additional people losing jobs, uh, the, the president thought that it was necessary to have a new open enrollment period, uh, and that new period starts February 15th, like you said, and goes through May 15th. And it's for people that don't have coverage at all. If you just missed an uh, open enrollment period, you just forgot to sign up, or you feel like, felt like you couldn't afford the insurance at the time and just didn't sign. It doesn't matter the reason that you didn't sign up. It's open enrollment. It is open enrollment for anybody to sign up. All right, question for you then. If, if I fall into that category, I make the decision. I have to admit this, and I, I think when I bring Nancy on the program talking a little bit later about just simply all the issues of 
fraud that we're seeing with the Internet. I mean, everything from she's got tons to talk about. But here's the thought. I get I literally went online just trying to be that person who is going to enroll. I'm a little intimidated by all the points. And then it gets to a point and say, this is your final thing. We need your date of birth. We need this. We need your email address. And I have to say that I'm going, do I really, really want to check this? Right. And it is is an intimidating. The the website, when you go on to actually sign up, it's not very clear as Mm -hmm. to how you get on and sign up. And it does ask all the information that that people tell you, be careful (laughs) of this information when you give it out. Uh, So you just want to, it's healthcare.gov. There is no other website that you can go to that would enroll you into a plan through healthcare.gov. If it doesn't say healthcare.gov, you're in the wrong place. You know what, though? Here's what I did. And I typed in enrollment, open enrollment. Yeah. And that is not the place to go. I mean, I got half a dozen. And it literally, it pulls you in. So I think it's important that you say healthcare.gov, yep. and that's it. That's Don't it. Go that, this open enrollment sure period, that's it. Healthcare.gov, that's the only thing that we're talking about when we say executive order, February 15th through May 15th, it's on healthcare.gov. That's it. Can they switch their coverage if they've had coverage? Can they, during this open enrollment, switch coverage? Yeah, a couple things. If, if you took a, a plan last special enrollment period uh, at the end of last year and things have changed for you, maybe your health status uh, has changed, um, maybe you're, you've lost some hours at your current job and so you're making a little bit less money, uh, maybe you need to find something with less premium or you need a lower deductible or a higher deductible. Yeah, you can make a change to your plan. So it's not just for people that did not have insurance. Uh, if you have insurance and want to make a change, you can make a change through this same through the through this same window. And it's still you go to federal healthcare.gov. You're, okay. you're talking depending on what uh, zip code you're in will determine which insurance carriers that you'll see pop up as options for you. Uh, but it's all done through there are 36 states that operate on healthcare.gov. And so for those 36 states, they're all seeing the same website. All right. I think this is Shannon Dyson from Schumacher Insurance. He is the expert, literally, about what's going on with all this open enrollment and gets tons of questions. And one of the questions that I want you to really dive into, because I think people need to hear this, how do you help a person make that decision of, how much premium they're going to pay. You talked about that before, and I really want people out listening audience to understand it's a it's really a calculation number. It's how much you go through it. It actually absolutely is. And what we try to look and, and think about our health histories, but at the end of the day, it becomes a side by side calculation and comparison is, is the way that I like to look at it. Uh, when I look for my family on healthcare.gov just to see what the rates are, um, married, have three children. The rates range anywhere from fifteen hundred dollars per me, month. Over married and have three children. Over married have three wonderful children. Um, fifteen hundred dollars per month to cover my family, up to three thousand dollars per month to cover my family. Now, what's the difference between those two? It all is included in the deductibles. Some are lower deductibles, so you can imagine the more money I pay, the lower deductible that I pay. And a deductible is just the first money that is spent on your health care that's out of your pocket. Um, office visit, co-pays, you know, there are different things within these plans that cost more money. And so the calculation that I like to take people through is it's, it's always you're going to give something up. There's, there's a risk in whatever type of plan that you take. If I say I want to hide the highest deductible plan I can get because I want to pay the lowest possible premium, great. 
the risk is something happens to you, you go into the hospital or your and your child or your wife goes and so now you have two deductibles these two large different deductibles not these, a family correct these large deductibles that you chose now you've got to come out of pocket and pay those uh, on the flip side you take a lower deductible plan and you're paying a much higher premium but you're com- you're completely healthy for the year and you and you rarely go to the doctor well you've overspent for insurance at that point and so that's the calculation is to really stack things side by side and say over a 12-month period, how much am I going to pay in premium for the lower deductible? How much will I pay for the higher? And then if something awful were to happen where, where we end up in the hospital and go through both of our deductibles, let's add that to the premium costs and let's weigh it out from there. And then you could be paying that cost Absolutely. over a That's, very that is your long total. Period. That is your total max exposure you know, for the year. And so you want to know what that is with whatever plan that you take, and then you're making an informed decision. We had someone to call the office recently that um, had four-day hospital visit, diabetic, $50,000 when the bill was issued to yeah. them on their way out the door. That'll make you sick, by the way. <laughs> they wouldn't let them back in, but that would, that would get my attention. Absolutely. And I thought, it was, I thought it was unreasonably high until we kind of looked at their coverage. Now, I got to ask you this. This is a person that, of course, had, a, a, I thought, a very good plan. You talk about deductible, you talk about premium, you talk about look at the overall cost, add those two together, what you're going to end up having. Mm-hmm. What if I've got COVID and what if I've got that as a problem and now I'm on a COBRA plan and open enrollment? All of those things going on, Yeah, what's happening? One, one thing, too, that, we, that I didn't mention, you were asking me the people that could sign up. Uh, typically, when you have COBRA coverage, and COBRA is just continuing your, your employer's coverage from your last job, so you left your job, you have COBRA coverage, you can actually switch in the middle of the year, this, this uh, initial enrollment period, this special enrollment period, you can actually come off of COBRA and get onto a plan. Normally, you can't do that. So if you're on COBRA, normally without this special election period, you're stuck in COBRA through the end of the year. So that's one thing that if you're on COBRA right now, you left your job. You're you don't think you can make a change. You actually can make a change in this in this special election period. But you mentioned COVID. Um, if you have COVID or if you have a chronic illness where you know you're going to be going to the doctor frequently throughout the year, um, there's office visit copays within some plans that would says you only are going to pay a twenty or a thirty or a forty dollar copay. And any test we run in the doctor's office, all you pay is the copay. If you know that you have a chronic condition where you're going to be seeing the doctor a lot throughout the year, you may want to opt to pay the higher premium to the insurance company just so you can have that lower copay each time you go to the doctor. You know, I, we've known people that have gotten in serious, serious financial difficulty because of medical cost, and well, we don't control that. One thing we don't think about when you go to the doctor and you, and you do have a copay plan and then you move to a plan that does not have office copays, how many times have you ever gone to the doctor where they don't run some sort of test? Lab, x-rays, they can run some sort of test. Those cost money. And so if you have a plan that does not have an office copay feature, you're paying out of your pocket the full cost of all of those tests until you reach your deductible. So it's something to keep in mind. And it's what we work through with people is, what has your health history been like in the past? Stay with us when we come back. Well, that was great information, but Nancy Butcher... Better Business Bureau, you don't want to miss this. Stay with us. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Money. 
Either Shoemaker Financial or Securion Financial Services are affiliated with Nancy Crawford Butcher or the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. The views and opinions expressed are those of Nancy Crawford Butcher only and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Securion Financial Services Incorporated or Shoemaker Financial. Welcome back. We've been talking with Shannon Dyson and the fact that we are in a period of open enrollment. Now, that means there's going to be people calling you, maybe telling you you can do this or do that. I have with me now in the studios a great guest of ours. She's done a tremendous job of keeping us abreast of what happens in our city, especially when it comes to fraud. And I tell you, I am so disappointed that the crooks are out in force when it comes to I think a very vulnerable part of our lives, the ending of a pandemic, taking the shots. Welcome to the program, Nancy Butcher. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, lady, it's so good to have you, and you just appreciate you being here. And, you know, we talked about what Shannon was discussing was this idea of open enrollment. And I just, you told me at the break, literally, that you can get a phone call now from someone that says, hey, you had your shot, you filled out the paperwork, finish that story. That was, I mean, that blew me away. Well, you know, we've had so many COVID-19 vaccination scams during this pandemic period. And some of them say, you know, my friend on Facebook said that she got a a call and she got bumped to the head of the line and all I had to do was text this guy and I could get bumped to the head of the line, but they wanted my social security number. Or I got a call and they said they'd bring the vaccine to my home and they'd give me a COVID test first and I told them... um, that would be great because I don't drive, but they wanted my social security number. You know, now we're seeing with this um, FEMA call that people who have even not had the vaccine and people who have had the vaccine are getting calls saying, you had your vaccine, but you didn't fill your paperwork out right. You left off your social security number. Stop. Let me get everybody's attention. Listen, folks, this is serious. I mean, you get a call like this, listen to how this call works, and then think about if you're doing something at home and all of a sudden the call comes in and it's FEMA. You know who FEMA is. That's the people that take care of the Homeland Security. That's the people that do all the everything. I mean, everybody recognizes. Now, I had to say that, Nancy. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the reality is I do not want anybody to miss what you're telling us. So go ahead. So FEMA's calling you. They use that name because everybody recognizes it. It sounds like a big, important government agency. Absolutely. You're going to listen. And oh, I didn't fill out my paperwork right. I got to do something. What do you need? Well, I need your social security number. They don't need your social security number for a COVID-19 vaccine. They gave you a little card when you got vaccinated. Right. There's no place on it to put your social security number. Um, nobody needs that information, and you should not be giving it out. But that's how imposter scams work. Mm. The crooks pretend to be somebody from an official organization, a government agency, and they intimidate you, sometimes by scare tactics, but oftentimes not, sometimes just by sounding official. And then when I was listening to Sean 
describe this open enrollment period for healthcare.gov. You know, all my radar's going off because while there's something new coming out, the crooks are going to be creating the fake websites. Mm -hmm. And they have all the tools and marketing uh tools that they can use, just like regular organizations, just like legitimate businesses. So they're going to be scrambling to go buy those ad words on Google and other search engines. We know now that healthcare.gov is the correct government Only website correct. to right. go to. But if, like you did, just you, did. you just go and Google open enrollment, you're going to get a whole bunch of ads that people have bought and they're not very nice people they're the crooks they're the scammers but they market their products just like legitimate businesses and those fake websites are going to pop up at the top of your search results another um, avenue you don't want to take is asking Siri or Alexa, hey, find me the open enrollment website. Because Siri doesn't know a real website from a fake website. And if you gave her the search terms open enrollment, she's going to find the results you did and she may direct you to a phony website. Are you serious that Siri or Alexa doesn't know? Are you positive about that? I'm I mean, positive. she is so good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's the scary part. So many people trust that. Yes. And, you know, it's not that we're, I, I guess I, I have to admit this. I, I really was talking to somebody yesterday about we were working on some things in the computer. And I admitted to him, I said, I hate to tell you, I'm, I'm paranoid. I am yeah. really paranoid when something doesn't look or I don't feel comfortable. You get, a, you get a text on your phone. And, you know, I deal with this every day. But I want those that are listening, and whether it's your grandparent or your parent or whoever it is, whomever it is, bottom line is make them aware. And that's what you're talking about here, Nancy, is making people aware. Yeah. And, you know, we used to, uh, you know, hearken back to my mom's time. My mom's 90. She'd kill me for saying that on the air. but She'll pull up at the parking lot in a minute. <laughs> In her day, and, and today, she still has her yellow pages, you know, and her phone book. And if she wants a phone number, she pulls out the, the yellow pages and looks for the phone number that she knows goes to that doctor's office or that place of business. And that's the number she calls. Um, she doesn't do computer as she says and she doesn't know how to get online and she there is an Alexa in their home my brother lives at her home with her and but she only knows how to ask it to tell the weather and that's a good thing that's it. because so many times the results that those types of artificial intelligence um, technology return to us are not the results that we really want. You know, you talked about, with we were thinking earlier, about direct TV. Now, we've been confined to our homes for a year and literally have watched more TV. As I was telling somebody the other day, I'm a Hallmark guru today. I have watched enough Hallmark movies that I can give you the outline of the best of the best. Now, you talked about somewhere where a direct TV 
representative, and I'm, I'm literally doing the quotes, mm-hmm. representative. Talk about that. We had a case, um, several cases in West Tennessee. Um, the first one we heard about was in Trenton, Tennessee, where DirecTV representatives were calling or texting um, people, whether or not they were DirecTV customers. It's a numbers game. They know that some number of people they land on are going to be customers of DirecTV and will fall for the scam. And they offer a $100 a month package that includes all the premium channels. Now, you're thinking about the person confined to their home. All of a sudden, I'm going to offer you a deal. A, a deal. deal. You have been a loyal DirecTV customer. We want to help you during this pandemic. We're going to give you a special deal. The deal is $100 a month, but you have to pay the first six months up front with a gift card. And we're going to you know, give that you... that ought to be enough right there. Right. But it's not. We're going to give you... HBO and Cinemax and Stars, and we're going to give you all the football and, you know, the SEC everything. channel, everything you've ever wanted. And when people express skepticism, here's how they convince them. They say, well, if you'll let me take control of your DirecTV for just a few minutes, I can show you these channels. Okay, we all know, maybe maybe people don't think about this, your DirecTV runs through your internet, okay? It connects through your internet. So you give this person control of your DirecTV, and they pop up some of these premium channels on your TV, and you can scroll through them, and, and wow, I can see DirecTV. And so I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm going to Walgreens to buy the card <laughs> and come back and give you the numbers. And that's actually happened. And then about an hour later, the premium channels disappear and your $600 is gone. You call the real DirecTV and they say, we're sorry, you've been scammed. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, if you want to know more information, go to the Better Business Bureau, bbb.org slash scam tracker. You can find out a lot about that or dial 759. It's 901-759-1300-1300. Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate you. We'll have you back. It's always good information. You've been listening to KWAM, the mighty 990 FM 107.9 and AM 990. Next week, we're going to be talking with some people about what you do when it's time to transition mom and dad. We've had Nancy, of course, Nancy Busher. Shannon Dyson and uh, Scott Jordan, they've been great on the show today. Thank you so much for listening. To download the PDF, don't panic. Go to Shoemaker Financial Facebook page. You can download it. Next week, don't miss us. We'll be back, and so stay with us. Thank you so much for being a part of it. We're here every week helping you make the most of your money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securion Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed will be worth more or less than when originally invested. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 
large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Neither asset allocation or diversification guarantee against loss. There are methods used to manage risk. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. Neither Shoemaker Financial or Securion Financial Services are affiliated with Nancy Crawford Butcher or the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. The views and opinions expressed are those of Nancy Crawford Butcher only and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Securion Financial Services Incorporated.